blasts fall back toward the sun as comets. Finally, sometime between 3.8 and 4 billion years ago, a complex, chaotic, hazily understood series of gravitational interactions between the giant planets stirred up most of the outer solar system, sending barrages of asteroids and comets hurtling sunward to pound the dry, rocky inner worlds. This event is called the Late Heavy Bombardment, and was the last gasp of planet formation. We observe its effects in the cratered surface of the moon, and also in the rain that has eroded its geographic scars from our own planet. Much of Earth's water seems to have arrived during the bombardment, express delivered from the outer solar system. Afterward, Earth's crust had partially melted, and its original atmosphere had been mostly swept away. But as those first torrential rains fell from the steam-filled sky, our planet gained the gift of oceans. Slowly the earth cooled, and gas-belching volcanoes gradually replenished the atmosphere. Soon, perhaps uniquely of all the new-formed worlds of the solar system, ours would somehow come alive. Slightly less than four billion years later, I was four years old, standing with my mother, father, and sister in our backyard in Jasper, Alabama. It was January 1986, shortly after sunset. My father had built a small bonfire, and we clustered around it against the evening chill, roasting marshmallows as the stars came out overhead. Lower in the sky, just above the treetops, a soft white smear was barely visible. It was Halley's Comet, passing near Earth on its trip around the sun. I remember asking whether I could visit it. I had recently seen the 1974 film adaptation of Saint-Exupéry's The Little Prince, and like the small boy living on an asteroid in the story, I, too, wanted to fly through space to see all the solar system's strange places. Maybe someday, the answer came. Weeks later, I and the rest of a generation of children would learn that space travel is no fairy tale. Watching as NASA's space shuttle Challenger broke apart on its way to orbit. I didn't know then that Halley's Comet would not be coming back until far off 2061, and I was much too young to feel the weight of that date. The comet didn't feel it either. When it returned, it would be practically unchanged. I, on the other hand, would be nearing my 80th year on Earth, if I was so lucky. With a great deal more luck, my parents would see it through centenarian eyes. When I was ten, after we had moved to Greenville, South Carolina, my mother spent much of one summer teaching illiterate adults to read at a local library. She always brought me along, letting me wander the shelves, unsupervised. I began reading enormous amounts of science fiction about alien civilizations and interstellar travel, as well as books about astronomy, which tended to gloss over the possibility of planets and lives beyond our solar system in favor of bigger, flashier things. Exploding suns, colliding galaxies, voracious black holes, and the Big Bang. Such was the spirit of the times. For most of the 20th century, astronomers had been all consumed by a quest to gaze ever deeper out into space and time, pursuing the fundamental origins and future of existence itself. That quest had revealed one revolutionary insight after another, showing that we lived in but one of innumerable galaxies, each populated by hundreds of billions of stars, all in an expanding universe that began nearly 14 billion years ago 
and that might endure eternally. I thrilled at the cosmological creation story, but couldn't help but think that it was missing something, namely us. Lost somewhere in between the universe's dawn and destiny, a ball of metal, rock, and water called Earth had given birth not only to life, but to sentient beings, creatures with the intellectual capacity to discover their genesis and the technological capability to design their fate. Creatures that, before their sun went dim, might somehow touch the stars. Maybe what had happened once would happen many times, in many places. My father saw the galaxies and stars on the covers of my checked-out library books and bought me a department store telescope. Looking through my telescope... I was soon disappointed to learn I couldn't see many of the cosmic fireworks described in the astronomy books or any evidence of...